Welcome to this week's Alpha Architect Weekly Research Summary. As always, we got uh, Dr. Jack here with us. Um, there, there's a special focus this week on, on some high-level summaries of machine learning uh, and how the investment world is focused by it. Um, Jack and I are going to work for you to explain these two papers in a digestible way so you can get uh, on with the more important things in your life. Um, it, is, it is Christmas and, and the holiday season coming up. So the first paper this week is a backtesting protocol in the era of machine learning by Rob Arnott, Campbell Harvey, and Harry Markowitz. Uh, and it was summarized by Wes Gray on our, on our website here at Alpha Architect. Uh, Arnott, Harvey, and Markowitz sure do churn out a ton of high-quality research. Jack, what was the question or questions they were attempting to answer on this paper? Yeah, so high level, this paper, I think what they were trying to describe is the fact that you know machine learning can be helpful, but they're trying to give, I would say, some general guidelines that I think are reasonable and people should be using uh, to the extent they're going to use machine learning to help guide their investment process. Got it. Okay, so so so, so this paper really is more of a what I'd say um, kind of how 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 they think people should use machine learning. Right. Yeah. So that yeah, it's a good good starting point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so uh, this this was just a kind of a great little quote from the paper, but. Um, they were they were talking about an investment strategy they discovered. So um, the authors go go on to say, given the low cost of entering the data mining business, investors need to be wary. Consider the long short equity strategy, whose results are illustrated in Exhibit One. And there's a exhibit in the paper you can go look at online. Um, this is not a fake exhibit. It represents a market-neutral strategy developed on NYSE stocks from 1963 to 1988, then validated out of sample with even stronger results over 1989 through 2015. The sharp ratio is impressive. Uh, it's over a 50-year span, far longer than most backtests, and the performance is significant is both economically meaningful, generating nearly 6% alpha a year and statistically significant. Better still, the strategy has five very attractive practical features. First, it relies on a consistent methodology through time. Second, performance in the most recent period does not trail off, indicating that the strategy is not crowded. Third, the strategy does well during the financial crisis, gaining nearly 50%. Fourth, the strategy has no statistically significant correlations with any of the well-known factors, such as value, size, momentum, or with the market as a whole. Fifth, the turnover of the strategy is extremely low, less than 10% a year, so the trading cost should be negligible. Jack, what is this incredible strategy? Yeah, I mean, it is a really, really great strategy. <laughs> and, you know, it's basically... <laughs> The, the authors describe it, you know, and that's the verbatim quote from the thing. It's long S, long long portfolio stocks that begin with the letter S, yep. short of portfolio stocks that begin with the letter U, yeah. right? Uh, in the paper, they actually say long A, short B. So I'm not ex exactly sure what it is. But essentially, the paper itself just created this random portfolio that buys stocks with the letter S, short stocks with the letter U, and it has this incredible alpha, right, 
Yeah. It's up 50% in the financial crisis. Yeah. And it just highlights some of the things that can come out if you just say, hey, I want to look for, you know, ex ante alpha and uncorrelated returns. But you, at the beginning, basically have like no economic intuition or reasoning or logic to do such a strategy. Yep. And because and cause that just gets us into our, our next point um, that the authors and that the reason they wrote this paper was to uh, uh, outline a research pro- protocol to assist in dealing with data mining concerns. Um, and you, you were kind of getting to one of those. One of those is re- you have to have a research motivation. What, what's that mean? Yeah. So, you know, in general, and, you know, it's one of the, when you're in PhD or you're doing like a master's thesis, generally you're always taught, hey, you need to first come up with like a, an idea, right? Or like, you know, s- some theory that you have, you know, then you go find the data, you know, get the whatever you need to do the study. Then you come up with the results, yep. right? Um, so what the authors, are, you know, are saying is a good idea is that in generally everyone would probably agree with this, is for any of these strategy tests, you should have some underlying economic intuition or theory behind why that investment strategy would make sense. And then go out and test it to tell whether or not that actually happened in the future. As opposed to, you know, their long ass short use strategy, which is cool, but there's really no economic intuition behind, behind that. Right. We, 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 yeah, that, that that strategy probably wouldn't be the best investment going forward, even though it looked awesome over the last 50 years. Yeah, I mean, it could be good, um, but it could be, you know, could be like sunspots yeah. predicting stock returns. Yeah. Right. I don't know if you want to use that, but that actually seems to be there's evidence of that. Yeah. Right. Sunspot. Um, yeah. I mean, some of the other ones we could hit on you know, multiple testing and statistical methods was, was another thing to, in the research protocol. Um, you want to hit on that a little bit? Yeah, and, and on that one, you know, they're just talking about how many tests you're running on the data. Yeah. Right? Because you could be uh, – that's just the big idea there. Yeah. Do, do, do you have enough data to justify the value of additional complexity? Probably yeah. not. Yeah, I mean in general, and one of the other ones is they're talking about keeping it simple. Yeah. Right? Complexity. Just some, what I'd say is there's just some high-level – ideas that the authors give in the paper that I think are good for any researchers going forward to to use. Yep. 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 All different. Yeah. Keep, keep things as simple as possible, but mm-hmm. no simpler. Yep. We, we just, I mean, I think one of the things that, that they talk about, or at least Wes talked about, we, we, we just don't have enough data to, to truly assess some of these strategies, right? Or to feel great about them? Yeah, I mean, what what they talk what they talk about and what it is true is, you know, if you're just using like monthly stock return data, that sample is actually like relatively pretty small. 12, Whereas like in month, other... Because spell that out. M- monthly, so 12 months, right? And how long, how far back do we have data? Yeah, let's you know, say you have... 27, right? Yeah, so, so, so 100 like years. 100, 12 times 100. That's not, you know, in, in data... For, for machine learning or something like that, that's not actually that many data points. Yeah, exactly. And that's what they try to highlight is, you know, in a lot of other uh, fields in science yeah. where there's like billions and trillions of, do- of data points, yeah. right? Like DNA, you have DNA across humans, like 
think of how much information is in like one DNA strand, right? Then do it over like millions of people, and you're like, wow, the amount of data there is of order magnitudes larger than your standard like you know fundamental or price data. Now, one thing that is true is you know the TAC data, which is like the trades and quote data. That that it, there actually is probably enough information there. In which case, and this is probably true, and I'm almost 99.9% certain that machine learning is used in, you know, uh, trading algorithms, right, right. trading algorithms like market makers, they should be probably using that because there tick, is tick by tick trades. billions of yeah. pieces of information embedded in there. Yeah. In, so, in, in a single day, you're getting, I don't know, millions, every, every tick of the yeah. market, right? You're but again, but again, that would be like a trading strategy, not like an investment strategy. Right. So what, you know, we've always tried to say, Hey, you know, trading strategies may be different than investment strategies, right? Yeah. And I think machine learning probably applies slightly different um, right. as far as looking at just your standard data sets in order to try to predict, like, future returns. Right, right. And you talk about the, the <laughs> data point in DNA, and it's, a, you know, popular Christmas gift, everybody getting the 23andMe sending their DNA off to be analyzed. So, you know, maybe, maybe you're helping future research with that. To close out, why does all that matter? So when data is limited, economic foundations become more important. That's kind of, you know, here, here's the protocol, and, and that's the final summary on that. Um, so we'll, we'll go to the next paper. It was called Order from Chaos. Data science is revolutionizing investment practice. This was summarized by Elisabetta uh, on our site. Um, this editorial introduces data science to the wider investment community and highlights some of the advantages and potential pitfalls, as discussed in this, this previous paper we talked about, um, that it can bring to everyday investment practice. The paper answers two apparently simple questions. Uh, what is data science? And then number two, how can data science help advance investing practice? Jack, what is data science according to this paper? Yeah, so again, this is editorial, and the paper even says, like, you know, data science, there's no, like, formal definition. Yeah. But it's kind of just using statistical methods and then a ton of computing power to help make, like, better informed decisions. Yeah. Right? Um, and in general, you know, it, it can help the, uh, the, the outline, which is generally true, about machine learning. Machine learning is a part of that, Right. And machine learning can be helpful in like answering two basic questions. One's like, and there's, it can be used for other things as well. I'm not saying everything, but but one is like classification, yeah. right? So people to say about like, you know, self-driving cars, yeah. right? So Tesla's got to drive it down and be like, oh, that's a stop sign. Yeah. So it needs to like have the, you know, be you have to train your sensors to know that's a stop sign. Yeah. That's a green light. That's a that's red a light. Bear. Yeah, that's a bear, Don't that's a, a bear. Santa, et cetera. <laughs> but, but that's like a classification thing. And machine learning can be very helpful there. Yeah. And then another thing machine learning can be helpful in, and this is where I think a lot of people, you, and you can use classification for investments, but the other one's kind of like regression or trying to do like a predictive thing, yeah. i.e. I have all this information, I'm going to use it, let the computer through various methods, some of which we'll cover next week um, or maybe the following week, but we have a piece coming out. Some of which we'll cover, but use various methods to try to predict like future returns in stocks. Yep. Right? Yep. So th th that'll be a, like a heavier paper that one mm -hmm. coming out. Um, okay. Um, yeah. So so how how can data science help advance investing practice then? 
Yeah, so I'll just I'm gonna stick to the example that's in the editorial because I think it's a pretty good one. Yeah. Um, they're talking about like, hey, you know, some equity analysts trying to figure out whether or not they should go long or or short a stock, right? And you know, they can they have all these standard fundamental things, right? They can know the price momentum, they can know it's book to market, etc., relative to everything else. Yeah. Maybe they're like, oh, it's got high momentum, but then you know, the the editorial goes through a example of saying, hey, but it would also be nice if they knew, and we're talking about a restaurant stock here, whether or not more or less people are going to the restaurant, yeah. right? And so through like machine learning, right? Like let's say you had, in the example they give is you had like satellite images of the parking lot, right? And what do you have to do? You have to train the machine to, to recognize, you know, cars in a parking lot relative to like humans or just other objects that could potentially be in there. Yeah. Right, so that would be like a classification problem, and it would be neat because if you use those algorithms and you can ascertain that you know potentially there's information in there, i.e., the cars in the parking lot are trending up, you know that would obviously be like a good signal for yeah. that stock. If the cars in the parking lot are trending down, that would be you know a bad signal. Just yeah. all all else equal, yeah. right? Probably so, probably seasonally adjusted too. Yeah, and so that would be an example though of how machine learning could help you. To better and you know interpret as opposed to you sitting there looking at a million screenshots of the thing, yeah. you could train the computer through machine learning algorithms to basically just quantify the number of cars, and now you have a new data set with which you can you know yield potential information on. Yeah, that that's some hardcore edge. Yeah, analyzing parking lots. Yeah, well, there's a ton of people out there probably doing that. So. <laughs> Perfect. We need to do that. Yeah. All right. Um, so any other takeaways on machine learning from this paper or just in general for this week? Yeah. I mean, machine learning definitely, I think, can be helpful, but it's important, I would say, to understand the limits of it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I would say as with any investment anyone makes, you probably want to understand what it is. So if someone just comes to you with this incredible machine learning back-tested algorithm, go all in on it. <laughs> don't do that but but the but what you want to do is understand like the economic rationale because in you know in the first example like the long ass short you clearly there's no economic rationale there yeah now on you know, the second one where you use machine learning to get information about parking lot spots there's actually probably economic rationale or like right. a reason why that would be a valid thing to use yeah yeah so what I'd say is just make sure you understand you know, the caveat of everything, but understand like what you're investing and make sure there's like a reason behind it. Yeah. Cool. All right. Very right, good stuff. That That's what we got for this week, guys. We'll, we'll see you again next week and happy holidays and Merry Christmas to everyone. Merry Christmas. The views expressed in this recording are the personal views of the participants as of the date indicated and do not necessarily reflect the views of Alpha Architect itself. Nothing contained in this recording constitutes investment, legal, tax, or other advice, and should not be viewed as a current or past recommendation or a solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any securities, or to adopt any investment strategy. The information in this recording is based on current market conditions which will fluctuate and may be superseded by subsequent market events or for other reasons. Alpha Architect does not resume any duty to update forward-looking statements. The information in this recording has been developed internally and or obtained from sources believed to be reliable. However, no representation or warranty, express or implied, is made or given by or on behalf of Alpha Architect as to the accuracy and completeness 
or fairness of the information contained in this recording. Any liability as a result of this recording, including direct, indirect, special, or consequential loss or damage is expressly disclaimed. Copyright 2018, Alpha Architect LLC, all rights reserved.